This podcast is brought to you by Maximum Edge CIC. Maximum Edge deliver training and learning opportunities for individuals who are facing many barriers to progressing and achieving in life. Maximum Edge works with people in workshops and one-to-one sessions to support them to make changes in their lives so they can progress and move forward in fulfilling their full potential. They work with people in local communities and sport with the aim of investing in people, which in turn will help to strengthen communities. For more information, go to MaximumEdge.org.uk Good morning everyone and welcome to the Maximum Edge podcast. Today we're going to be looking at resolving conflicts. We're going to be comprised of four sessions, resolving conflicting roles, dealing with personal conflicts, group solutions and examining relationship beliefs. If you listen to this as a standalone podcast, I'll talk you through the worksheets so you can use them at your own leisure. Otherwise, if you're downloading the worksheets from the Maximum Edge website, then I'll tell you which handouts to use at what particular time. So session one, resolving conflicting roles. The end of this session today, and I'm going to be linking this into some of the podcasts that are already on the Max Edge um, iTunes podcast. You can also get them on the website, but they're also on the iTunes at Maximum Edge CIC podcast. So the end of the session are to explore how our behaviour affects others, to discover how we relate to others, and to explore some of the ways of resolving the conflict. Now the first task is I want you to think for a moment, and then state a characteristic of yourself, a personality trait, that you feel others get upset by and why this happens it's a difficult one and we're going straight in there looking at ourselves introspectively looking at ourselves and trying to be honest it's a difficult thing to be honest and put out the stuff that you feel is negative so I want you to try and think and state a characteristic that you feel upsets other people. Again, we all find it difficult analysing ourselves this honestly. So, activity, handout one. Again, if you're using the PDF from the website, we're using handout one, resolving conflicting roles, handout one. So, types of behaviour roles. One, passive or agreeable. And this means colluding with the person, going along with them, keeping the peace in fear of having to confront the problem, avoiding conflict. You give away to the other person most of the time, even though you disagree or it is something you do not want to do, i.e. an unassertive role. Number two, cooperative behaviours. So this means you respect the other person, you 
cooperate to prevent conflicts and you work out solutions that satisfy both you and the other person. You own up to mistakes. You try to see and understand the other person's viewpoint and you don't force your wishes on them. You seek to maximise the gains and minimise the losses for each other in the situation. An assertive role. Behaviour 3. Competitive or disagreeable. You do everything you can to get your own way. You have to win and have your way. You will manipulate, tell part truths, threaten and act in an aggressive and bullying manner. You will not admit to making mistakes. You want the solution that suits you, ignoring the damage to the other person. This is an aggressive role. So that's handout one. Now the activity. When trying to resolve a conflict, you normally adopt one of these three behaviour roles in general. Passive, cooperative or competitive. Can you think of a time when either you or someone else has showed these behaviours? If you're working in groups, I want you to share these experiences with the group or in pairs. If you're on your own, simply write down the experience. Think back to the characteristic that you stated before, in which you think affects other people. Which role from handout one do you adopt when you display this characteristic? Now a good add-on to this activity is listen to the Filters podcast on the Max Edge website or in the iTunes library. It goes a little bit further into talking about some of these behaviour roles gives you a bit of a deeper insight. Now, if we look at handouts two and three, handout two is basically a spider chart. So in the middle is yourself, you, and around the outside of the page, it's got all the different relationships that you may have in your life so work colleagues friends mum manager sibling partner joining up with each one of those it's one of the three behavior roles from the previous activity so you may have your mum you take an aggressive role to your partner you may be passive sibling you may be a competitive person and to your manager you may be more cooperative handout three is simply a blank piece of paper with you in the center i want you to carry out the activity from handout two and i want you to simply write down all the different people in your life who you have a relationship with so start from work maybe your best mate in work then your manager And now in your house, your partner, maybe your kids, maybe even your siblings, parents, sports coach. And write down what the nature of the relationship is between the two. Again, I would advise you to listen to maybe the Filters podcast before you carry out this activity. As it goes a little bit deeper into some of these um, behaviour roles. One thing I would keep in mind while carrying out this exercise and this whole 
section of resolving conflicts in roles. It's taking into account your environment. A lot of the time, our environment affects our behaviour more than we more than we realise. It may not just be the relationship we have with the person that changes. It may be the environment that's the, the factor that decides what behaviour role you carry out. For example, I might have one friend but in different environments. So for example, maybe in a sporting environment with a friend, I may be more competitive. But in a social environment with that friend, I may be more passive because maybe I'm not that comfortable in social situations. However, in a sporting context, maybe I'm more competitive, bordering on maybe aggressive. So just think about how the environment affects each relationship you have with an individual. And I want you to, as a group, or simply write down if you're working on your own, I want you to talk about a relationship in which you are not cooperative. And I want you to talk about or simply write down how you might alter the behaviour to change your role to a more cooperative one. Not passive, just more cooperative. Handout four. So thinking about all the different people in your life, I want you, I'm gonna ask you to complete handout four, listing the roles that you would like to change and how you might do this. So handout four is simply three columns, the name of the person you have the conflict with. And then in the next column, when in conflict, your role relating to this person is going to be. Now, is that cooperative? Is it supportive? Non-judgmental? What's it going to be? And in the next column, ways you could adopt a more cooperative role. So, for example, it could be a, a family member. Let's say, let's say, for example, your partner. And my role when relating to this person, what you honestly are, if you take an honest look, you could say you're not that cooperative. So you're almost a little bit competitive. But that would be the wrong behaviour role for that type of situation. So what are ways you could adopt a more cooperative role? So it might be actively listening. So not listening in a way that you're just waiting to interject and start talking about yourself. You're actively listening. It could be trying to find how they are. It could be allowing the first 20 minutes of whenever you, you walk into the room after work. You allow them to spout to get rid of some of the stresses of the day. Simple things. I've been reading, um, I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson at the moment. And if you, you're not really familiar with who he is, fascinating guy, uh, psychoanalyst. Um, he's been in the media quite a bit because his views are quite controversial um, regarding gender equality and all that kind of thing. Um, 
but he, he he talks from statistics. None of it is really his opinion. It's all from statistics and stuff. And one of the things that I find fascinating and he talks about is if you think percentage-wise about what are the things that you do the most in a day. Right, so they predominantly take up the biggest percentage of your life. And they're small things. For example, one of the things he talks about is coming home after a day at work or just coming home how often in your life do you walk through that front door of your home how many times do you walk through your front door of your home and how often do you come back to your home to your partner now every time that you come home imagine if that first five minutes is aggressive, is confrontational, is maybe passive, is not a healthy interaction. So think of how many times you come home in your life and if that relationship is in some way negative or harmful, well that's, that's a lot of your life spent in a harmful situation, isn't it? So he, what he talks about, Jordan Peterson, is coming home, make sure those first five or 10 minutes when you come home, you wanna make the other person happy. You wanna greet him like you, if you have a dog. When you come home, the dog is always happy to see you. And how does that make you feel? How many times do you come home in your life? And you need to fix that. If that greeting is in a healthy one, then that's gonna cause problems later down the line. I do recommend that you, you look at Jordan Peterson. Now homework, I want you to state out loud to the group or write down on a piece of paper if you're working on your own, the name of one relationship in which you intend to change your role when in conflict. State what your current role is, and in the next week or two, consciously try to be more cooperative during conflict. And that's the end of resolving conflicting roles. Session two, dealing with personal conflict. The aims of the session are to reflect on personal conflicts in relationships, to stop conflicts damaging yourself or relationships, to consider some ways to resolve personal conflicts or problems. Think about everything that happened to a flower when you cut it from a plant. It slowly and gradually dies. And the same is true of personal relationships when we cut the person out or leave a conflict unresolved. We also miss the opportunity to grow and move on. Think about some of the relationships you have in school. Then as you grow up and find jobs, start families. And you move away from some of the friends that you made in school. But then you may see each other after a few years and eventually you realise that you actually know nothing about that person. You simply associate that person with the same person that you went to school with. Obviously they are not the same person, you're not the same person. But you, you, there comes a point when you realise that you know nothing about that person. They are not the person you went to school with. So once you cut off a relationship 
that relationship will get less and less. We are social creatures. We are not meant to be spent in isolate isolation. Some time on your own in isolation is good, but not prolonged periods of time. Activity 1. Handout 1. Dealing with personal conflicts. So handout 1 is a letter and a reply by two family members, Ante and Sally. Again, if you're using the PDFs, simply read through the letter and carry out activity handout 1. I'm just going to start to read the letter. So, dear Ante, I have fallen out with my brother and we are not speaking. He is getting married soon and has invited my ex-boyfriend to the wedding with his new girlfriend. I broke up with him because he cheated on me with her. I am still angry and upset with him and with my brother for inviting him. What can I do? My brother won't change his mind. He has been friends with my ex since primary school. Should I refuse to go to the wedding? And this is the reply from Ante. Dear Sally, it may be thoughtless of your brother, but will sitting at home do you any good? You will only sit thinking about your ex flaunting his new girlfriend, and you will be missed. Go to the wedding, why should you exclude yourself? When you see your ex, say hello and watch him squirm. You can then choose to ignore him for the rest of the day. Make an extra effort to look and feel good. You might even be able to invite another man friend along or go on your own. Act with dignity and show you have moved on and can be perfectly happy without him. Remember, it's your brother's special day and it is important part that you are there. So activity. In a group discussion or on your own, What are the issues raised by Sally in the first part of the letter and how might they be resolved? Offer your own suggestions of what could be done. So I think Auntie's advice is good. Although it's easier said than done. Like Auntie says, it's your brother's day. You need to take the emotion out of the situation. Put yourself in your brother's perspective. He wants he wants his mate to be there. They have been mates for a while, but he also wants his sister there, wouldn't he? Now the next activity is with the pen and a paper, write your own letter to Ante. Describing a personal conflict or a problem that you have. Do not put your name on it, and it doesn't have to be lengthy. Fold up your letter and give it to the facilitator. Each person will now choose one letter and read it out to the group, even if it is their own. The person who wrote it should not say who they are, but can contribute to the discussion. As a group, discuss the ways in which the conflict or problem could be resolved. And do the same with the other letters. If you're doing it on your own, carry out the same exercise. Write a letter to Ante. An imaginary person about a conflict that you have. Nobody else is going to read this letter, so feel feel free to, to open up your soul in the letter. 
and write down stuff about the conflict that bothers you. This is quite cathartic. Getting this down on paper will help you almost resolve and, and see it from an objective point of view. A good way of doing it is write it from another perspective. So you're the person who's got the conflict and you've got another person who is the object of the conflict, so say a partner, a sibling. A good idea is write it from a third party, so someone looking at the situation and put yourself in that person's shoes as though you're watching this happen unfold before your eyes and write down what's happening. This allows you to look at a different perspective. Now for the homework, put the most useful ideas which you have heard today in action with one conflict or problem in your life. Session 3. Group Solutions Aims of the sessions To identify a situation that feels uncomfortable To promote conflict and problem solving To plan to change the situation As a group or in pairs Or if you listen to this on your own Write down or share an experience Of when you were excluded from something it might be a management meeting, a lunch, a social event, a party. How did it feel to be excluded, to be left out? Now write down or share an experience of when you felt trapped in a job that you didn't like. Or a friendship that you didn't enjoy. Or a relationship. How did this feel? Now activity one handout one. Now I want you to write down a situation or relationship that you felt trapped in, excluded from, or where there's conflict or a problem. Then in the next section underneath, write down how you would actually like the situation to be. Now if you feel comfortable doing so, show your drawing or read out what you've written to the group or members of the group so you can now discuss possible solutions to change the situation into one that suits the individual. Anyone who wants to share and discuss the situation is welcome to do so. If you're carrying out this on your own, look at the ways you would actually like this to be. And I want you to think about ways you could implement that into the relationship. Again, you may have to look at yourself honestly Maybe the other person isn't solely to blame. So maybe you would actually like the situation to be a bit more understanding, a bit calmer. Maybe you would like there to be more, to do stuff, to do more stuff together. Well, that takes responsibility on your part as well. You need to realize your, your barriers in the relationship where you need to take responsibility. Now section three is a short section. And a lot of it is aimed at your own ability to make better choices or better decisions. So when you look at the relationships or the situations that you feel trapped in and how you would actually like them to be, it is about making better decisions in the right time. Session four, aims of the session, to examine what we expect from ourselves, colleagues, partner, friends, and the relationship. To discover whether our beliefs about the relationship are realistic, 
and to reframe beliefs which are unrealistic. It's often easy to blame others in a relationship for the conflicts and difficulties which arise. Sometimes we need to stand back and look at what we're expecting from ourselves, the other person and the relationship. And to ask ourselves, are these expectations realistic? I touched on this in section three. Well, a lot of the times a conflict in a relationship, you need to take responsibility for your own actions. It may not be all about the other person. It's a two-way street. When we look at the self-talk podcast... And the way relationships work, your beliefs, your thoughts and your emotions affect your behaviour, which affects other people's behaviour. Every action has a reaction. You need to start looking objectively at what you're, what you bring to that relationship. And maybe what you expect from the other person... And is it realistic? If you're not willing to compromise and you're expecting other things from the other side of the relationship, be it a partner, be it a sibling, you're expecting them to be passive, to do things for you, to communicate with you in such a way. But if you're not reciprocating, is it realistic? So let's look at activity one, handout one. So handout one is an example. And handout two is the same chart but blank. So handout one, the things I must bring to the relationship and do are, so for example, I must have my partner's approval for every decision I make. So the next column, the, the heading. How realistic is this? Why do I believe this? And what evidence do I have that this is true? So for example, you've said you must have your partner's approval for every decision you make. So you might believe it because you're afraid of taking responsibility. Growing up, your father blamed your mother for everything that went wrong. Again, there's no evidence that your partner acts the same way. He thinks I should just get on with it. It is not realistic to think like this. Now in the next column, your reframe thinking is... It might be good to discuss important decisions with my partner before making the decision. But realise that he's also okay to make decisions on your own. So another belief that you may have, your partner must like doing the same things that you do for the relationship to survive. Now how realistic is this? Why do you believe this? And what evidence do you have that this is true? So the evidence may be that you're afraid, you're afraid that you'll drift apart if you both like different things. You need to have the same interests for a relationship to thrive. And what evidence do you have that this is true? 
the evidence may be when your partner comes home from playing football or being down the pub. He wants to talk about what happens and the fun he's had. When he doesn't get an opportunity to talk about it, he becomes more more unresponsive and doesn't really listen and he's big difficult. So what is the reframe thinking? The reframe thinking might be that it's okay to have different activities. Sometimes too much time spent together and on top of each other, living in each other's pockets, isn't really healthy. You need your other interests for you to grow and that allows you to grow as a couple. Gives you different things to talk about. So there are just a few examples. Now using handout two, share your must-have beliefs. So another example might be your, your belief in a relationship must be that you must be the breadwinner. As a male, you must be the breadwinner. Now how realistic is this? Why do you believe that? And what evidence do you have that this is true? So write all that down. It's a bit similar to the the unhelpful emotions activity that we did in the self-talk podcast and the anxiety podcast as well where you look for evidence that the anxiety isn't true so what are the evidence so if you're anxious about giving a speech why are you anxious what do you think is going to happen everyone's going to laugh at you where is the evidence that that is true there is no evidence that people are going to laugh at you it's your own self-talk negative self-talk so we're doing the same thing for these beliefs in the relationships So fill in three examples. And the examples are things I must bring to the relationship and do. Things my partner must bring to the relationship and do. And things this relationship must bring to my life are... So if you need to listen to those again, just rewind the um, podcast. And what are your beliefs about those different examples? Now when you look at the reframing bit, if you're in a group, help each other to reframe each other's thinkings. It might need another person's perspective to give you a different a different reframe on it so when you look back at this chart once you've completed the three examples do you think any of your beliefs play a part in any conflict within your relationship what effect do you think this has on the other person will reframe thinking have an effect on the relationship would you be able to compromise on some of your must-haves think about that are you willing to compromise now as homework revisit handout 2 and add any further must have beliefs that you think of now choose one belief and act in the manner that you've reframed it a good way of doing it might be record a diary or a journal and record any noticeable effects that this reframed thinking has on a relationship So I'll give you another three examples because 
For me, all these three are linked together. So it's things I must bring to the relationship and do. So, for example, I used before, you must be the breadwinner. Now, the next part, things my partner must bring to the relationship and do. So you could say my partner must support me in every decision that I make. And then the things this relationship must bring to my life. And then it must bring fulfilment, it must bring teamwork, it must bring unconditional love. And now as you work through this worksheet, are those things, those beliefs that you've written down, are they realistic? Why do you believe it? And what evidence do you have that this is true? And change your behaviour in a corresponding way. If I expect my partner to support every decision I make, whether it's good or bad, but then I want my relationship to bring me fulfilment and teamwork, well, it's not going to bring that, is it? Because my behaviour does not fit in with my expectation. So I reframe thinking. But I may have, I may have believed this because that's what my parents' relationship was like. But then when, how realistic is it? It's not very realistic. So your reframe thinking might be to any sort of conflict that you've got, why don't you talk about it first? Again, these are just examples. Hopefully it, make, it makes it a little bit more clearer for you. And that brings us to the end of resolving conflicts with Maximum Edge. Again, some of those sessions are longer than others. Some of them are quite quick. I think the actual activities are quite quite quick and straightforward. However, the lasting effects from realising that maybe you need to reframe, you need to maybe compromise, you need to look inwards rather than looking at the external of how the other person's reacting. Maybe, I think what I've took away from this resolving conflict is definitely looking at how you react in certain situations. What do you bring to the table? A lot of the time, I'm not talking about being passive and letting people walk over you. But a lot of the time it's how you react to certain things and how that affects conflict. Sometimes some people some people thrive on conflict, so whatever you do isn't gonna stop the other person. And in that situation, you've simply got the option of walking away, removing yourself from that situation. But sometimes you haven't got that if it's a sibling, if it's a family member, if it's a, a spouse, you need to work through that. That's where the communication element comes into it. That's where sitting down, discussing things. Not bringing emotion into it. And then looking at yourself. Looking how you behave in those situations. Not being reactive. Not being reactive. Anyway, I hope you've got something out of that session. So that's the end of resolving conflicts with Maximum Edge. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.